And so we here, we're going to have a great opportunity to, to hear the word of God. That will take us forward. Praise the Lord. So I came here with the first lady. Let's put our hands together for her. So I'll be doing most of the talking, but I'll ask her to come in as and when she thinks she has something to say. Amen. Now, so today my, my, um, my proposition or my apology or the apologetics. Apologetics simply means you making a case with uh, making a very strong case for something that you strongly believe. So I'm going to make my apologetics based on the scripture. Amen. Amen. And to make you understand that two are better than one. But tonight my topic is why are you still not married? Why are you still not? Please ask, ask somebody if the person is not married. Say, why, why are you still not married? <laughs> Why are you still not married? Ask, ask somebody why. Why are you still not So, yes. <laughs> Steve, who are you taking the fear? Are you taking them? <laughs> Praise God. So the question, the question we really want to answer tonight, why are you still not married? And the reason why I'm asking that question is that if we really believe scriptures and what the word of God says, then we should be really eager to enjoy the blessing that has to do with two being better than one. Praise the Lord. So let's, let's go to our key scripture today, which is uh, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, verse 10, verse 11. Hallelujah. So let, let's, let's get into the word. It says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one would lift his fellow. But woe, come on, say woe. It's a woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he had not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Amen. So, this scripture clearly makes us understand that two persons are always better than one. To extend it further, it's talking about relationships. And relationships, they cut across many, many levels. Like you have a relationship that has to do with a, a boss, a relationship that has to do with your parents, a relationship that has to do with your uh, contemporaries or your colleagues, a relationship that has to do with your pastor, a relationship that has to do with a friend, and a relationship that has to do with a wife, a relationship that has to do with children. When it says two are better than one, it cuts across all these relationships. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So that God is saying that in whatever setting or whatever kind of relationship, it is always better for you to be double or never alone. So let's take, for example, in business, you will be far better off if you had the business partner. Because when you combine your strength, what thousand can do, two can do a 10,000 of the same thing 
So, don't only look at it in the context of marriage, friendship, relationship, no, but look at it in the context of you always trying to build networks in that two is always better than one. So, even if you find, find yourself in the church, there's a way you should be able to build networks that would help you with you what these friendships can bring along. And relationship is, is, is one of the greatest sources of wealth and blessings. And so as a church, let's, let's, let's always see that two is always better than one. And so if two is better than one, the greatest expression of that kind of relationship should be marriage. Amen? And so why are you not married? Because he elucidates all the advantages of you being better off if there were two of you. Praise the Lord. So he said they have a good reward for their labor. That means that if I'm working with the first lady together, what I'm doing, it will be doubled and probably tripled if we work together. Have you seen it? So right there, there's an advantage. And so why wouldn't you want to have a relationship which is, which is probably the highest of the expression that we are talking about, which is the type that has to do with marriage. Because when it's marriage, it's permanent, it's, it's stronger, it's united. So it, in as much as you want to make friends, you want to do all that, but marriage will, should be the end game. Are you seeing what I'm saying tonight? So he says that they are better than one and they have a good reward. So right there, if you are a single man right there, you see that you are disadvantaged. Somebody who is married will be doing far better than you if we understand what we are teaching tonight. Then he said, if they fall, the one shall lift up the other. That means times will come in your life when you need somebody to help you out. Amen. Definitely. Some days will come that you feel so uh, maybe alone or sad or you want somebody to talk to. And you don't have anybody to talk to. That means you're falling. And when you're falling, there's nobody to lift you up there. So I'm, I'm making a proposition why you should be married. Are you following me tonight? And if you are single here, I'll show you why you should marry so easily. I say easily. And, and then you should set aside all these things that has been heaped on you. You find out that there's no weight there at all. Are you seeing it? So... They have a good. When one falls, the other will pick him up. But he say, woe to him that is alone. When he falleth, there's not another to help him. That means that when you have a relationship or a kind of friendship, it helps you to raise each other. So this one falls. This one will, even if the two of you fall, one can raise the other. But he say, woe to you. So why, 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 why would you want to be single? Because the, 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 the perception is that marriage and it has problems. And so a lot of young people, they have closed their minds. And they are working with a mindset that they don't even know. That they have deferred and postponed their, their life many, many years ahead of them. And that's what we'll be looking at. Praise the Lord. So he said that they have a good reward for their labor. Number two, if you are in trouble, if you need somebody to talk to, if you feel tired, somebody to help you. Huh? The best person will be a wife or a husband. Right or wrong? Right. So why are you not asking, why are you still not married? Because all these things, you, you, are, you are not enjoying them. And you are, every time you are falling, 
every time you are sad, you, are, you have been mourning alone, struggling alone. Charlie, it's never good to be alone. Amen. So I'm talking from biblical perspective. Maybe you are single and you like your life. But the Bible is making us understand that it is not the best kind of life. Amen. It is not. You have your freedom, your liberty, but there's something you are missing big time. And so now we'll get into it. The next thing he said, again, if, if they like together, then they can have heat. But how can you alone have heat? This is a very interesting scripture. Now, you should understand the climate and temperature in Jerusalem in those days. As of now, the temperature is about 5 degrees Celsius. Very cold. I've realized that the reason why in tropics and in Africa, the men don't very get close to their is the is the weather. <laughs> it's very hot, amen. <laughs> but if you travel to these areas, you would appreciate a little heat, amen. I'm telling you. So you see people holding on to, yes, they hold on to each other because they're cold, you know, the weather. But here, the heat is so much, so the man is working here, the woman is also, we don't need heat, amen. Hallelujah. So I, I'm, that's, I've been wondering, why, why is it like, as if we are African men, and all. It's, it's, not, it's not that. If the weather was very chilly, it would be different. So, so me why? So me what do you mean? Are you seeing what I'm saying? But even your room, the heat alone. So that one is not for us, amen. <laughs> Praise God. If you go to very temperate climates and the weather is very cold, then you begin to appreciate the heat that somebody can generate. I read a story, I think an air, air, airplane crash, and the plane crashed on top one of the one snowy mountains. And the people had to huddle together. This is not about husband and wife thing. It's for survival. Amen. So they, they, everybody was holding each other. Because this is about survival. So I need the heat. Which, which is by virtue of the blood flowing through you. And when your heat joins mine and my heat joins yours. We get warm. Are you saying it? So that's he said. So you can't be warm. You can't be hot. If you were alone, that means that too bad. Amen. Amen. So that, that's one, another advantage that somebody that you can, you, you travel very soon, amen. And when they, they say go and pick something outside, the speed with which you run and come back, when you come back, you are, as if you came from, you've escaped something. Very cold. So you see people holding themselves because that is how it is. Amen. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I don't know what, what we will do for Africa here. Titus, Didi, what should we do? Do we generate cold? <laughs> we have to find a way of generating cold. Amen. All right. And then finally says that, and then when one shall come against them, two shall withstand them, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. That means that two can withstand attacks better than one person. This is very serious. And so for you that are not married, you are missing big time. Amen. You think your life is the best. Enjoy it, but there's a better eh, better option. It's like, if you've never been to university, you say SSS is the limit. You know, you are the SSS guy. I don't know the very nice guy names you had in SSS. Like what? Quatus and things. 
and then you are you are the main guy and when everybody you come they are giving you fans atigbanya atigbanya and you feel good and you think that you are reigning but when you go to university you say oh I would have made a big mistake if I didn't come to the university. Are you seeing it there? So you enjoy your single life, which is nice, and I'm glad for you, but it is about time to consider being married. Amen? Amen. So ask your neighbor, why are you still not married? Now, it also says that two are better than one. But it says that he that findeth the wife findeth a good thing, and that person obtains favor from the Lord. Are you seeing it? Anywhere you go and they see that there's a ring on your hand, they say this guy is a very disciplined, humble, responsible man. With that ring on your finger, you are not wearing one. Amen. They cannot trust you with money. Praise the Lord. Because you don't have an address. You can get lost at any time, you know. But once they know that you have a wife and you have kids, they, they, they can trust you with money. They can trust you with responsibilities. They will promote you. And when they are paying you, they will increase your pay because they know that you have a wife and family. So those of you who are enjoying non-rings on your hands, and you are missing a lot. If you have been married by now, you have been promoted seven times. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I've listed about 11 reasons why you are not married. 11. I'll see where, how far we can go with it. And wherever we get to, we will stop. Amen. I don't know whether you want to say something, First Lady. I should continue. Thank you very much. Amen. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I'm thinking of another scripture that will buttress my point. That too, you see, you have favor. And, and there's also a prophecy in Isaiah that no one shall lack a mate. That means that for everybody, God has somebody for you. And I pray that you find the right person in Jesus' name. Now, for coming here, God is going to bless you tremendously. Instead of sitting at a joint, say joint, and you are eating fish. And the catfish. <laughs> you see? And you are mixing it with things. A lot of our people, you'll be surprised where they are tonight. But I thank God you are here. Amen. Okay, so let's look at why. Why are you not married? Okay, number one, money. Say money. Say it loud. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 16. It said, Feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh the heart merry. But money answereth all things. And if you ask anybody, a lot of people, the reason why they are not married is because of this thing called money. And you know, anytime you want to marry, you have to spend money. And it, it rhymes very well. Marry money. Praise God. So one of the main reasons why a lot of people run away from marriage is the money part. And with the advent of social media and the way people handle their marriages. Hey, you also want to do the same thing and have maybe a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand hits. So it has put, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of pressure on young couples who want to marry because of the money thing. These days they do pre-what, pre-married pictures of Photo shoot. So, so if you look at the budget for the wedding, there's a photo shoot before. You have to go to a location and hire a professional cameraman with his lights, with his assistant. You see the money you are spending already. So a lot of people look at it and say, nah, because your friend, his wedding, he had about 75 
photo shoot locations. And because he was, she was your mate in school, you have this urge to at least, if you can't be compete, you should measure a little bit. Otherwise, you look so, you know. And he has a way of putting so money has become a great pressure for a lot of young people who want to marry but when they look at these things they don't want to do it anymore praise the lord they don't a lot of people because and we have also we, we, we've also our our weddings are more expensive than even those who do it outside the west because we we have to do the traditional marriage which is a local marriage and then the white wedding so instead of doing one wedding you have to do two weddings so in fact every wedding we are we are doing two weddings every 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 wedding you see oh engagement the engagement is a wedding ceremony but you see sometimes because of the 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 the, the precedence oh this is how my friend married i can't take the alternative you, are, you, are, you, are, you have to think outside the box. If I have to think without the box. So, Pastor, now that it's my wedding, you say I should do something different. You let me finish my wedding, then we can talk about these things. But it's always better for you to look at where you are coming from and cut your cloth according to your, your size. Yes. Not your cloth according to your size. Though. It is the cloth that determines your size. So, if you have to reduce weight, uh-huh. So that you can fit size 12. You have to go on some fasting. Because that's the size of your cloth. Amen. So listen. You can marry but you can spend very very little. Let me hear you. Amen. You can spend. Maybe the most important thing is the engagement item. But the engagement items. If you are very smart you can negotiate. Come on say negotiations. If you're a very nice guy, you can go to the daddy and mommy. Look, daddy, remember when you were like me? You know, when you were in university, they used to come serve you tea. If I'm back in those days, I'm told that they give them breakfast, lunch, and supper. And then tea, whilst they are studying, people, people will be pushing tea, coffee, milo on carts. And then as you are passing, you stop. My goodness. So you have to remind them that your, your time isn't like our time. Those days when you finish university and you're an architect, they call you, they write you a letter. Say this, this, we've, we've heard that you just graduated. We have this project for you to do. Would you like to design this, our office building for us? But now, <laughs> you have to, it's only the grace of God that will cause you to get big jobs. Oh, yes. If, if you get it, what you will pay ahead. Are you seeing how the whole thing? So you can go to your parents and this is the job you are doing. This is the money you have. I'm a, I'm, I have, I'm a young guy. I have great potential. I believe in myself. I'm going to take care of AC very well. I'm going to take care of Gabriella very well. And so please, you reduce the items for me. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm teaching you how you can cut back this money, money, money thing. And when you get these, the engagement things, you don't have to put yourself under pressure anymore. And in fact, you can even marry at the engagement ceremony. Am I right or wrong? Can we do that? You can do that and even sign the thing, isn't it? Yeah. 
So, but we, we've, we've had this notion that my wedding should be like uh, Achilles wedding or this is Brobe's wedding. At least I must do the dance. I must have 10 bridesmaids and they will dance and then they will pop. Then another one will come and then the cameraman. I must have this. So people have deferred marriages until they get money. But you, 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 you don't have to get money to be married. I say, young people, I listen to what I'm saying to you. I'm praying that something will really break. This stronghold will break in your life. That it only takes money to marry. It's not true. Me, my brother, my big brother, when he was going to marry, he had a very simple word. Do you know how he did it? He did the wedding on a Sunday morning. Sunday morning, congregation is ready already. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? You don't have to print cards. You don't have to go and, and then you, you have printed cards. Now you are sitting in your car. Petrol. You go to Oyarifa. You come to Kaswa. You go to Ofako. Distributing cards. Well, at the end of the day, when you see the money you've spent on cards alone, transport for cards, you'll be surprised. Meanwhile, Sunday, you have free congregation. First service, we can even join the services for you. And you have a very big congregation. And you just invite your family men and friends, send them e, e, uh, e uh, invitation cards. And then cut back all these things. Saturday, you are now going to look for a wedding decorator. My goodness. By the time you finish the wedding, you are in debt. So why would I want to marry? By the time I finish, I'm broke. I won't. I will find a way of postponing this marriage because of the dimension of cost. And money is, is, is not easy to come by. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? You want a kind of ring. Look at uh, Titus's ring. Titus, very simple ring like that. Five years now. Five years now. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, I want, I want pastor's ring. No, this ring was done by my wife after 15 years or something. Yes, my ring was not like this. But you'll be surprised that when you marry, God will bless the two of you. Are you seeing it? God will bless you and you'll grow from strength to strength. Oh, I want to wear pastor's kind of ring. First lady's ring. It's like bullfruit, amen. <laughs> it's very big. It's a very big ring. Let, let them see your ring. <laughs> It's, it's, it's white gold. Very expensive. I want this guy. When I was wedding, wedding I did, that was not the ring I gave her. <laughs> Amen. But you see these things and you, you think that no. If I don't even get this, I must get half the size. So you are putting pressure on yourself. But you don't know the story very well. So you do, do, do what you can do and God is going to help you. I heard a story of one great man of God. He was going to have a wedding. His wedding and he didn't want to. He didn't have money. So he called people. He said, please, can you sponsor the cake for me? You, can you give me three crates of drink? Amen. I'm, I'm showing you how to do the wedding without spending a dime. Hallelujah. You can, you can go. And my brother, he, he was okay. He rented his suit. He rented it. Cool. But now he has so many cars. He has so many businesses across West Africa. But at that time, that's what he had. 
are you following what I'm saying? So, cut your what? Cloth according to your... Or the opposite. Which one is correct? Cut your size according to your cloth. Amen. That's what you should do. So, if you have to lose weight, go and lose weight and fit your size. And so that at the time you finish your... By the time you finish engagement, you are already angry. And you are going to the marriage. If a pin drops, you would explode because the money you have spent, you are so mad. You are looking for a little fire to trigger something. You forget about your wife that she's your new wife. (laughs) Because when men don't have money, it's a different game. A lot of the anger is money problems. So when your husband comes home and he's very angry, eh? be very cool. It's money. It's money. Because you are going to say, honey, our light is left with two CDs. <laughs> two CDs. And you have to spit the money out. So the slightest thing can change the atmosphere in the house. Money. So when you are going to marry, don't, look, do a simple thing. Pastor, I don't have money for a white wedding. I'm planning a white wedding with my wife. Uh, after five years, we want to do the engagement. We we'll wear some nice. Come and bless us. That is it. You sign the paper there. One very rich man, very very rich man. I know him. He's, he's no more alive. When he was going to marry his wife, he asked the wife, "What do you want? Do you want a, 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 a stretch limo, a car, and a holiday in the islands, or you want a big wedding?" The wife said, "I want a very little wedding. Give me the car." And then the holiday on the islands. I don't know whether it's Seychelles or one of those exotics. Bahama. Huh? So the woman was a very wise woman. If you are, you are mine and the woman is, say, I have to have long nails. Be very careful of that woman. <laughs> she will bankrupt you before you start life. But if the woman is not, say, this is what I can do. And she's not able to accommodate you. You are going to have problems. So even just at the wedding time now, you should be thinking well. You are very quiet. Bishop Oyedepo said, the best time to divorce is before marriage. Never forget it. Never. Because when you marry the thing, you can't divorce. You will not. I restrain you by divine orders. You you saw everything. You entered. Stay there and shut up. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Stay there and shut up and, and... Love your wife because that's what you've come into. I hope you follow what I'm saying. This is just point one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I have 12. <laughs> I don't think I can finish. But, but are you following what I'm, I'm teaching you tonight? The money thing is a very serious thing. A very serious thing. Prince was sharing a very powerful testimony last Friday at the prayer. How that he was almost tempted to do something that would have affected him. Because of the financial pressure. Right? But he said the Lord told him, don't. Because if you are going to do wedding, you have pressure. But cut your coat. If you have to take some uh, binding wire. <laughs> binding wire and put it in some yellow liquid. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? What is all this pressure we are putting ourselves under? Who told you this is how your life is going to end? You are going to be very big. Yes. But why are, you, why are you trying to do something that will kill you and put you in debt for the next two years? You will never be happy because 
they are calling you the, the, the bouquet decorator. The way you went to hire the chairs, they are calling you. The cake, you have not finished paying, they are calling you. Photographer, you went to take cloth, they sold plenty cloth, your engagement cloth, 17, they are calling you. I mean, how are you going to enjoy this marriage? Why, why don't you want to be free? Why, this, why don't you want to be free? Praise God. Let, let's be free from the systems in Jesus' name. So as soon as you are able to overcome this thing called the money thing and say, look, this is what I can do. Even the woman will realize that you're a very great man. Oh, yes. If, if you're a man and you're very clear, say, this is what we can do. And the woman can genuinely see that, look, this man, he's true and he's real. She will give you all the support. I'm sure she will even bring her cloth and say, add it to this one. She will even buy cloth. And then, so you realize that money shouldn't stop you at all from, wed, from getting married. I always say it's the wedding, the ring, and the prayer. These are the two critical things. Everything else is of no consequence. May God help us in Jesus' name. Maybe first lady wants to say, oh, you, when I finish. Okay, all right. <laughs> are you being blessed tonight? So, so you say, I don't have money. No, I don't have. You ask a lot of young people, why are you not getting married? Do you have a fiance? You say, yes. Do you have a fiance? Yes. Um, when are you going to marry? Pastor, later I will talk about it. He's telling you I don't have money. Look at what somebody told somebody that. He said, when I come to see my parents. Then the guy said, if you have money to give me, I'll come and see your parents. I mean, can you believe that? That means that the guy he has no plans at all. He's not even trying. But the other, the other thing is that you must work hard to get money. I say you must work hard to get money. If you are doing your best and the resource you have at that time is what you can afford, be confident and calm about it and do what you can. God will bless you. Do your 15th or 10th wedding anniversary in, 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 in Paris. You can even rent a whole chartered play and carry other people who are laughing at you that you didn't do a big wedding. You give them invitation. They'll be jumping and following you like that. So think far. And don't consume your future by this pressure of I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do that. And then you rack up debt. You are very unwise. So I've tried to tell you how you can cut back some of the things. Are, are, you, are you following me? You, you can do your wedding on a Sunday morning. 30 minutes is done. Go outside, we'll cut the cake. You're gone. The, you have 10,000, 50,000 Ghana cities. You will be happy. You'll be very happy. You go to the best resort and you have the money. Instead of spending all the money, you go to the resort. Say, we have to leave. What time is it? You went one night and you have to leave before 12. So every five minutes, you check the time. <laughs> How many more minutes more? Because if you oversleep, you pay extra. <laughs> So you are at the hotel, but you are not happy because you have to check out at 12. Your money is only one night. Imagine you had enough money. You'll be very relaxed. May God help you in Jesus' name. Those of you who are not worried, may God help you in Jesus' name. So you make very intelligent decisions when it comes to the money, money part of it. Number two, I haven't met Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Wright. So why, why are you not getting married? Pastor, I've not met Mr. or Mrs. Wright. But it will amaze you that sometimes the person you've met is the best person you ever meet. But in our mind, somehow we think that the grass is always greener at the other side. The reason why it is greener is because you're on the other side. 
It's the grass, eh? It will always be greener on the other side. That's how the visuals is, the optics. But when you get close, you realize it's not as green as it is. But when you come back to where you were, the grass is always what? Greener on the other side. So sometimes you think that, oh, I had a story of a, a gentleman who was, was praying for a certain, one of these political figures, and the man had a daughter, but he, it never crossed his mind that the man wanted, wouldn't mind if he married the daughter. And he didn't have the boldness to also say. So she went to marry Obia Bayou as a humble lady. And so that day of the wedding, as soon as they finished, they finished their work, the, the exchange of vows. When you exchange the vows, it's over. <laughs> After they exchange the vows, he came and said, Oh, coffee, I didn't know you wanted to marry. If you really want, I would have given you my daughter. But, but, but what makes you think that the daughter is better than the woman he married? What makes you think so? That because the, the father is established, what has that got to do with the daughter? So in our minds, eh, we think that there's always a better option. So we have blessed people, good people around us, and we are just playing the buffoonery. Oh, I could see I stopped that. It has not even crossed your mind that this lady is a very precious material. And so a lot of the time, good people around you, because you think that there's somebody better, or somehow, you can't believe that this lady is the same lady who look like a superstar on the wedding day. You can't picture it. And so you have a lot of opportunity. You are letting them pass you by, pass you by, pass you by. Because you think that, look, I, I, I'll have some, I haven't met Mr. Right. You know, he hasn't got this kind of height. Brother, the thing is not complete, oh. You can never have it all. So when you see one, two, three, please move. Amen. You want full, full options, eh? Max, cars, eh? Yeah, we have full options on the cars. Limited edition. What? What? Tory editions. And so somehow in your mind, even, you see, even in this church, even in this church, you see you know, very decent ladies. And you are just, you're just, oh no, I, I'm looking. She's like somebody who is in Accra and he has to buy fuel. I heard this story from Bishop Dag. He has to buy fuel and he's, he, he's like, he's like, oh, I'll buy the fuel. And he's traveling to the north. So in the city, we had the shells, we had the, uh, what are the best uh, mobile total? And it also is, oh, no, Charlie, this one, I'm, 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 as I'm going, I will get. <laughs> and as he's exiting the city, the very good fuel stations, they are, they are becoming less and less and less. Have you noticed that? And whilst he was going, instead of making a decision just to buy one at the Pume or one of those, he somehow in his mind said he will get a better one. And then as he was going, he started getting the gal gal ones. <laughs> See the one that they bought? Phew, phew. Now when they mix it, pre-mix well. <laughs> and so you see that whilst you are in school, and some of you are in school, one of the reasons why God put you in school is so that you can look. But you are so spiritual, you've closed your eyes. So now you are finished, you are not coming to ask, who are you going to look for? <laughs> I know some people go to, like, they go to do masters. It's a strategic move. I said strategy. <laughs> so you have to fall into the pool so that you can catch some fish. 
Yeah, so all these things are, uh, you, are just, you, you have just closed your eyes. I'm just, I'm just doing mathematics, mathematics, mathematics. You've closed all the options. You are not looking, you are not wise. Is that that you are finished the university? Is that that going, why are you going to look for where? You had all 10,000 students, you couldn't make any friend. So somehow in our minds, so stop that thing, it's a deception. Amen. I said it's a what? Yes, I have not met Mr. Wright. Who is Mr. Wright? Who is Mr. Wright? Most of the people that you turn down, the more you turn down, the, the worse you'll be getting. The, the very early ones, they are far better than the one who came after. And then the whole thing will be going down like that. So those of you, you think you have limitless option, you are going the gao gao lane. Gao gao track. <laughs> May God help mercy on us. So that, that thing, change it. As when I met my wife, as soon as I saw her, I made up my mind, I'll marry her. That closed the chapter. See? You have to, you have to, if, if you're a man, you can't do that. I can't trust you. Praise the Lord. One of the person in this year who impressed me so much is Pastor Prince. Yeah. <laughs> you, are coming, you are going to impress me. <laughs> Pastor Prince impresses me so much. He made his decision, stuck with it. And I saw the women who came around him and he said, Back off, babies. I got my man. I got my man. Like the Liberians would say, I got my man. That's discipline. So when I saw my wife, I said, how to marry, that's all. And then I just signed off the book and threw it into the middle of the ocean. You came late. Amen. Have you seen it? So it should be, it should be, it should be done like that. If you can't make that decision, you may not be able to marry. Either you marry some strange woman. <laughs> Say, Pastor, this is what I got. Okay. Bring it out. Bless you. <laughs> it's not what you got. <laughs> this is what you got. So let, let's do it. If you bring me a, somebody you want to marry, oh, I'm for you, Kra. You like it, don't you like it? What can I say? You didn't ask me. Your brother Matthias said, said, Pastor, do you like him? <laughs> so I should say, I, I don't like you. Go and tell him that. Do you know Pastor say he doesn't like you? <laughs> the guy said, eh? Your Pastor doesn't like me, eh? I never knew that. He became my eternal enemy. I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> Pastor, we are wise. So. <laughs> Not that we are dumb. <laughs> A lot of things we overlook. We just laugh with you. So <laughs> peace. <laughs> the peace of the Lord. Hallelujah. Shalom. Are you following what I'm teaching? All right. So number three is what? I'm still young. I'm still young. Look. If you are 18 years, look, in other jurisdictions, by 22, even Cameroon here, in the university, one of my seniors went there. They, it's the students who marry. Like every Sunday, you see, you hear weddings at the Great Hall. Weddings all. The young people, they understand the concept of marriage. That it is better to be two, and when you are young, you can do great things. Why is it that you want to marry when you have everything? What kind of thinking is that? It's a mindset from, you know, a lot of the influences that you've had. 
which, which they are very wrong. So by the time you marry, you are 39, you are buying pampers. 47, you are now, you can't sleep at night. The babies are crying. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you are 24, you'll be so strong. Oh, some places, if, if, if you are above 30, you are going to give birth. They think you are an old lady. They look at you. I know, I, I know what I'm talking about. Not, not necessarily in Ghana. Other places, 18. They are dropping it like it's hot. 17. 21, 23, 24. Amen. So you are not young. You are not, you are not young. So I'm, I'm 29. Do you have a fiancé? Uh, please, no. Are you looking? Not yet. <laughs> hey, brother, what's wrong with you? You want to make it, and that's the danger. When you make it too, then you don't know who to choose. Because now everybody's coming for the money. And they can, they can pretend and you are not careful, you make the most serious, deadliest mistake in your life. Because now you have achieved that thing. Now you want to, now you now come to look for a woman. They will present themselves the way you want to see them. And you can be deceived. So stop this thing, I'm, I'm too young. I'll marry when I'm 30, 35. If you marry 35, you are late. You better recognize it and start working quickly. And dropping the children as fast as possible. Because you calculate, when you are 50, your child will be 15 years. you still be driving. You think about it. Someone who gave birth at 25. When he's 50, his child is 25. So by 45, he's winged himself. He started his life. Charlie, we have wasted time. When I got married at 32 years, after I realized that, oh, Danny, you, you waste time. Yeah, I married at 32. I was, I was pretty old. I was old, 32 years, you are old. Like, some of my mates, they call them grandmother. Yes, my, my mates from the university, they, they are, they are, their daughters have babies. Yeah. So me, my son is still in, but now he should be somewhere in, finished university or something, or third year. Because they're 32, you no. Know? And when, when you are getting old, maybe that I'll tell you later. Number three, I want to travel. Number four, I want to travel. We'll stop at it. I want to travel. So if you don't travel, what would you do? I know somebody, he knows New York, all the underground, but he's never been there before. <laughs> <laughs> a true story. He said, hey, so you took the, what, S train, and they get out at Grand Central, and then you go to, uh, 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 what was it called? <coughs> what is this place? For, I forgot one of these names. But you see the, the, the New York underground. They are going to the Bronx. They stop at Grand Central. They, eh, he knows everywhere, but he has never been there before. <laughs> For him, he, he, he's living, he's only living when he's in America. Up to now, he's here. He's 40 years. He's not married. What is wrong with you, man? What makes you think that if you marry her, you cannot go and live abroad? Why, why, why are you limiting yourself like that? What are these spiritual and mental blockage that is you know, robbing you of the greatest time of your life? You see, the wife of your youth. 
the wife of your youth. That means you are young. Think about it. So I want to travel when I settle. So Ghana, you can't settle here. A lot of you here, your mind is far away, Saskatchewan or uh, Alaska. I tell you, get there. Nobody, you, who's going to marry you then? It's not easy to get a man there. It is easy to get a man here. Yes. That place, the competition is not easy. Your accent is not good. You are carrying a lot of baggages. And you have closed all the doors that God wants to open to you. May you open your eyes. Amen. May you be very, very sensitive. Because marriage itself is of God. So sometimes God can bring people into your life. They will change your life forever. But because I want to go to uh, Germany, I have to be in London to see my auntie. Stay with my auntie. Until then, I'm not talking to any lady about relationship. When you are 33. Something for you to think about. And so when you, you want to live abroad, and so your mind is abroad, everything, so you're, you're, you're picturing your children in the snow. If you go to them, but they are not giving you the visa. You should really think about it. Amen. Point number what? five. Eh? I'm, a, I'm afraid of commitment. I'm afraid of commitment. But it's in commitment that the, the Lord blesses you. God makes covenant with us, doesn't he? Why, is it, why are you afraid of commitment? If marriage is a good thing, why are you afraid to commit? Oh, you know, the stories I hear about marriages these days, they didn't have the knowledge we have. They didn't have the spirit we have. You cannot compare your parents' marriage to yours. Miss Charismata, with all the knowledge and your tongue speaking, you should make better marriages than them. So why are you afraid of? If you love somebody, aren't you committed to them? I'm afraid. You know, when I get into this marriage, eh, they say you can't come out. Are you dying or something? <laughs> See, they've made the thing like it's, it's a death sentence. So a lot of people, you're in church, but your mind, you know, your mind is far. When we talk about marriage, you switch off. You turn off the engine. Pastor, this topic, don't touch it. I, I want you to change. Say amen. amen. And then you are, you are under pressure and you are, you are stealing milk here and there. You are milking cows. You have become a cow milker. <laughs> May the Lord help you. Because you see, hmm. may God help you. Now, now you, you have, now you are, you are, you are afraid to commit, but you want to have sex. See, I want to have free sex. Nothing is free, brother. You pay, you pay, pay the commitment fee. <laughs> I watched a video. A guy wanted to sleep with a lady. And the lady was like, oh, you want to sleep with me? So, so, so do you want to marry? So, oh, I'll marry you. <laughs> marry you. The lady said, for real? Yeah. Man, oh my. When people are, people are like that, they don't think before they talk. <laughs> I will marry. So the lady said, okay. The lady brought out an egg. <laughs> Take this egg. <laughs> and smash it. And say that you will marry me. And then the man's anointing all left him immediately. <laughs> he said, you want to marry me? 
So you might, yeah, I'll marry you. Okay, take the egg, break it. And let's swear covenant. And you realize that the guy was lying. <laughs> Praise God. Firstly, I think you should say something, oh. Say something, oh. Let me help you out. My baby. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, so, um, Pastor has said it all. Um, we've been so blessed. Amen. So, um, I also like to touch down on the first reason why people don't want to marry. That is money. Yes. Most of the times, the money pressure comes from the ladies. So, they want to have very posh the ladies. weddings. Yes. In fact, the wedding is the ladies', the ladies' day. Yes. Yes, it's the ladies' day. So, the reason why they want to have posh weddings is that they think that it's a lifetime thing. But you can still have something very elegant without spending that much money. Because looking at the kind of decorations that are being made these days, it's a lot of money. Somebody can spend about 30000 just for to rent a venue and all that. And I think that money can even buy land. Yes. 30000 to rent. Yeah, just, just a yes. the venue. Yes, just a venue. So it can buy land. You can invest it. So I don't think that kind of decoration is that important. You can have something simple and very beautiful. And then you have a wonderful wedding and then you'll be happy together at home. Remember that as for the crowd, when you invite them, they'll come and eat. And, and then they'll go right and it will be left with you and your partner and now you have to pay debt and all that so i would advise the ladies that they should sometimes be considerate and then they should um you know apply wisdom to their marriage because marriage is a lifetime thing till death do us part so you have big parties when god blesses you but when you are starting for beginners i don't think you have to go in for such big frivolous things so that is what i would like to add up concerning the money issue wow let's clap for her i think i think it's very true that the wedding date is really the woman so but you know you can you can come together have a plan are you seeing what i'm saying you can have a very beautiful gown then you see so and then you have very nice pictures but be strategic I think it's, it's, it's wonderful. Amen. But what number were we, were we at? Number. Number what? Okay. Number six is, I'm afraid of making a mistake. I'm afraid of making a mistake. I'm afraid of making a mistake. Look, we are, we are children of faith. Praise the Lord. These days are here that if you are going to marry, you have to sleep with the person. Where, where, where is all this thing coming from? Why, why are we watering down this whole gospel thing? Why are we bringing wealth structures and systems into the things that God has ordained for us? Amen. Some people say, oh, I have to see whether you have erection. Shut up. What is what waters? Uh, but it's, 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 I find it very ridiculous and frivolous. As if sex is everything. Is sex everything? My goodness. Sex is overrated a lot of the times. 
Those of you stealing the night, you do not. You are not wise at all. First, you marry you, the thing will be there like that. Amen. I said, Amen. So those dimensions believe God, and and those oh, please can I see your this thing, your third man, your third leg. I want to see whether is 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 is. What stupidity is that? This morning I was taking my kids to school. Oh, Charlie, and they have put paste. You know, they put like this small banners on the wall. Say, uh, weak, weak pennies, hard pennies. Oh, my little, my little girls were in the car. Ten, eight. I wish I could just. Uh, this power is from Cote d'Ivoire. <laughs> <laughs> this one is not Burkina Faso. This is coming from Cote d'Ivoire, La Cote d'Ivoire. So you see, it's over sexual. We're over sexed. Everything sex is not tate. Amen. That thing is far better than that. Hallelujah. Whatever God gives you, that is it. I said, that is it. Do you know your problem? It's because you've been sleeping, sleeping, sleeping with seven men. So you know size two, size four, size three and a half, size nineteen. So you're afraid now. But if you stay clean, whatever size is what God gives, you'll be okay. But because you have tried Bakoa, Burkina, you've gone to Togo, you've tried Burkina Faso, you've gone to Senegal. Now you're afraid. I won't get Kojo, Kojo's size. Hey, when am I going to get Kojo size? You see your problem? You see, you, you think you are wise. God is far wise. Hey, you, see, you will never get Kojo size. You will get Kofivi. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I'm not happy in my marriage at all. Oh, but I'm very happy in my marriage. Why are you happy in your marriage? Because I don't know Kojovi, I don't know Kofi, I don't know, but you know Leslie Tex. You know all this, you know, you are stormtrooper. So you are, you are afraid. I see your problems. You think you are wiser than God. You get Kofi. Amen. I'm afraid. So a lot of people are afraid of commitment, like I'm afraid of making a mistake. I'm afraid of making a mistake. But you marry every, you can't know marry. You have to go by faith. That's, aren't we men of faith? Praise the Lord. So every marriage has a certain level of faith. And if you don't take the risk, you will not take it. And then you miss a big blessing. I say a big blessing. Now, don't forget, my background is that two is better than one. I say two is better than one. Yeah. Two, two are better than one. So my premise for this session is that Marriage is far better. Clap your hands and say amen. Far, far better. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You can ask Pastor Keke. After I got married, I see that his, his volumes is changing, his cheeks, his complexion, <laughs> everything is flourishing. My God. His, his beard is, is, I mean, the guy is flying. 
And you see him, you say, oh, this guy is nice. Oh, he's a woman who's making him like that. God will give you one, and then you two, you can make it the way you want it. Are you saying it? Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. This is powerful. Let me hear amen. Okay, number seven. All my friends are not married. So me too, I don't marry. That's not that's every reason why you are not married. All my friends are not married. No, we hang out. Be my friend. We hang out. We hang out. We hang out. We hang out. I, I, I don't want to lose, you know, that camaraderie, the friendship, the flow, you know, sister, sister talk. And so you have suspended your future because your friends are not married. Probably you are making plans you don't even know. They'll spring a surprise on you. It's invite you to the engagement and wedding. So a lot of people, you are, you are hanging on your friends. You, are, you have a clique, a group of people, and they influence you more than you think they are. They are, they are not. Most of your decisions, you check it very well, is because of the friends you are hanging out with. And you will never be serious concerning these things because of the circle you run in. Because everybody is not married. Do you know why they are not married? Why do you think you should marry when they are married? Or you all marry at the same time? It's not so. So a lot of your friends, they are influencing you. They tell you about things that happen, things that have happened in this mama. Hey, have you heard this marriage? You say, hey, hey, this marriage thing there, no, I don't think I'm interested. And some people, they call it off in their mind. A lot of you men, you are sitting here. You have locked, I open your mind in Jesus' name. I say, I open your mind in Jesus' name. What will even tell you? Have you considered this very nice sister or brother? Eh. <laughs> I've seen them like trees. But you see well in Jesus' name. So, so, because my friends are not married, I also don't want to marry. We play golf together. We go for polo together. We know we go to, you know, we have to sit in the salon. Tess is here. Rena is here. Then I'm here. And then the other one says, oh, we're all chatting. We're laughing. So you'll be surprised. A lot of you, your friends have influenced you tremendously. But the problem is that you are not even aware of it. Number what? Number what? Number eight. I'm getting milk free. Why should I pay for the cow? I'm getting milk free. Why should I pay for a cow? Those of you who give free milk, desist from henceforth. Amen. I said desist. Cease and desist. They will not marry you. When a man keeps drinking milk and he doesn't pay for it, why should he pay for the cow? Who would you pay for the cow? If what you need is milk, huh, Matthew, all you need is milk and you can get the milk without having to buy a cow. Would you buy the cow? Yeah. Let me just drink the milk. Somebody take care of the cow. As long as I'm getting the milk, I'm okay. But if you make him buy the cow to get the milk, they will follow you. That's why I keep saying that. Look, one of the greatest things you can give to a man is your abstinence. And you say the man, no. Ah, the man go bow. See, I respect this. But they've told you that if you do allow the man to sleep with you, he will leave you. It's a lie. I said, it's a lie. It's from the pit of hell. So a lot of you, the guys, they are not coming to marry you. Because you didn't challenge them. You didn't give them anything to pay for. There's no, you didn't give them any value. My daughters, let the man pay. Amen. Amen. Say, you want to marry me? I'm a queen. 
Well, you have to pay. <laughs> yeah, milk is not free. You buy the cow. And I'm a very expensive cow. When you, when, when you are like that, when you are that kind of lady, the man respects you from the beginning. Oh. Look, I have a friend. I have a friend. One of, he, he grew up in, he's a Ghanaian, but he grew up in Britain. He has a very beautiful, speaks very clearly. It, it, there's no woman he will talk to that you, you will not bow. Even men, when they see him, the way he talks and carries himself. Charlie, I always call him Pastor Leslie. I call him that. Say, so you, you have to be a man of God. He came to me one day, very well. This guy doesn't care about any girl whatsoever. He came to me very, very troubled. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, this particular girl, she says she's leaving me. I said, by you? That's no, that's no news at all. <laughs> Why this girl is leaving you? That's no big news. He said, no, 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 this is different. I said, what's the difference? He said, no, for six months. She told me, no, we don't do that. We don't what? We don't do that. Say, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. And for this man to go crazy over this girl, then I realized that, wow, this is the key. You can unlock any man. You can marry one of the greatest men. They didn't say amen. amen. You can. If you can keep, you know, like, the man will honor you and respect you. One of the things that break trust is when things, these things go on before the marriage, you become very suspicious. Where did you go? Where have you been? And let me look at your phone. Yeah. Unnecessary things come up because there's suspicion. Let me hear amen. amen. But you see, but God can restore. You can change it today and say, Lord, from today, no more. Clap your hands and say a big amen. And God can restore. Let me hear your loud amen. amen. So, if you're a lady, let the people pay for the cow. Instead of getting it. You are not married, you are cooking. You are washing. You are laying the bed and you are warming the bed. You are a full-time wife. They've not put a ring on your hand. One guy. Anytime this lady, this lady will come and wash, cook, lay the bed and warm the bed. And as soon as she leaves, you put another person, another girl's picture on the wall. True story. True story. So one day, he was FaceTiming her chat and he saw a picture. <laughs> Mirror on the wall, picture on the wall. <laughs> And the girl asked, who is that on, on the wall? Me, when I came, I didn't see that. When you left, they put another one there. <laughs> your, your time is over. Receive wisdom. I said, receive wisdom. If you, if you learn to do these things, you would go very, very far. Number what? Number nine, fantasies. Fantasies. Fantasies can deny you of marriage. You have a lot. You have pictures. So those of you read very fantastic books, Bills and Boons, you are hooked on Hollywood, uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills, Housewives of At Atlanta. You watch all these things, and there's a picture. And anything that does not fit that picture is not marriage. And so you are wasting away because of fantasies. You fantasize a lot. It's images. But it's not real. I said it's not real. All the marriages you see that is so smooth is not true. Amen. People wear the same cloth. It doesn't mean anything. Hallelujah. 
It doesn't mean anything. You'll be surprised those who they fight more. Amen. And they are using the, the dressing as a cover. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So you have, you have utopian views. The man cannot make a mistake. And as soon as you see a little problem, you are backing out. As soon as you suspect that, no, 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 no. I can't. Because he's, he's not fitting. <coughs> Excuse me. He's not fitting the mold, the picture of how the thing should be. And those are, they are only real in your mind. It is not real on the ground. There's what we call the 80-20 principle. A lot of people leave the 80 for the 20. Say, my wife hasn't got this. But this, you don't know that you are leaving 80% and you are going for 20%. That before you realize you've gone for something worse. So you won't get everything in one person. And be careful you don't leave the 80. Because you, because you are not getting that 20%. And you, are, you want that 20%. You may leave the 80. And you go and look for the 20. Before you realize, you realize that you made a mistake. So the fantasies, drop them. Amen. Drop the fantasies. Be real. Be practical. See, these are his strengths. These are his weaknesses. I think I can manage this. And then you can make a move. Are you seeing it there? But your, your marking scheme is so high. By the time you finish, you have eliminated all the men. I heard a story. This, girl, this woman told a story. This is Joyce Mayer. Say, he went to a men's shop. A woman went to a men's shop. Said, the ground floor. Okay, this man, he pays school fees. He does it. He says, oh, okay. But on the next floor, the men are better. So he climbed to the next floor. Say, oh, this man, he has a good job. He earns $100,000. And then, then. Then he said, the next floor, they are the better. men, they are better. So he, said, he left and then went to the next floor. And then they said, oh, this place, the men, they are great. And then he said, but on top, when he got to the next, there was no man there. I, I have to paraphrase the story, but I've seen you seen it. I, I can't recall the story, but it's, it's to that effect. Amen. So let, don't fantasize. When you see a short man who is anointed, Charlie, come on, grab him. Amen. But after all, that's why you are tall. So you guys can balance it. And let me tell you, one of the greatest men in this world are short people. Look at that. Look, Napoleon Bonaparte, he conquered Europe, he hands down. Very short men, they are very ambitious. They do great things because they are vertically challenged. They compensate with hard work. When they marry, they'll treat you very, very well. A very tall man. He thinks everybody's out. He's, he's lazy. He's sleeping. When he's supposed to be working, he's sleeping there. <laughs> no tall man here is lazy. Amen. Praise the Lord. I see what I'm saying. Yeah. But short men, they are very powerful people. You try one and see. Amen. All right. Number what? Number 10. Number 10 is uh, accommodation problems. <laughs> one of the reasons why people don't mind is accommodation problems. Do you know that? Maybe I think first let you help out with that one. I don't know what to say. How do you? Because if you are going to marry, you need accommodation. Right or wrong? Yes. And one is one of the main problems why a lot of people find it difficult to marry. Because if I marry you now, where am I taking you to? How do we solve that? Nada, do you have an idea? Or you save money. But the, the issue is that you must overcome accommodation problems. Hallelujah. If you get even a small place, you can start. And then from there you grow. 
Are you hearing me? So you don't, don't take, go and take an accommodation that will take all your money away. Or you contribute and then she also contributes and then you come together. But you must solve the accommodation problem. Because if you marry and you go and stay in your parents' house, man, you have problems, serious. Family people, somehow they'll be tired of you. you start having big, big problems. Amen. Amen. It's, not, it's not very healthy. Unless it's a stopgap measure or temporal fix. But it shouldn't be seen as... Unless maybe the place is clearly compartmentalized. So you don't fetch water at the same place. Your gate is pointing. Another gate is pointing here. But if you wash at the same place, you cook at the same... You, 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 you're going to have it. Very soon, one child will come and put some sand in your soup. If you are not careful, you shout and hit that child and then the fight will start. Are you seeing it there? So, so try and solve the accommodation problems. And then you can, you can. It's one of the main things, especially in Accra. Now the cheapest is what, 500? May God help us all in Jesus' name. The last but one is what? General decline of in value for marriage. There's a general decline in value for marriage. People are not married like back then when the institution of marriage is so sacred. Now even now, you know, even the, the, the wholesomeness of marriage itself is in question. They say, oh, a man can marry a man. A woman can marry a woman. And the whole thing, because you see, if we have strong marriages, the churches will be strong. Do you know that? If everybody had a wife and a husband, do you know fornication and those things will go down? At least it will reduce. So Satan's target is that he will not allow marriages to stand. So it's, it's a war and he's been wearing, wearing down marriages, wearing down husbands, wearing down wives, gradually, gradually, and we are losing value for it. Now, people think it's cool not to marry at 40. Men, 50, I'm not married. And then they do prenuptial agreements. We, we are, and then there's another one called what? When a man lives together, roommates, is it? Something. There are new arrangements. Prenuptials, they, and then they have uh, is cohabitation. There's a third one. I know Pra Winfrey. They are, they are not married, he and the husband. But there's a word they use. But they've been there for a long time. But they are not married. It's some kind of arrangements. And so people kept wear, they keep wearing down the institution of marriage gradually, gradually. And we are losing value for it. That's why a man can go 40 years, he's not married. And you can't understand. What is wrong with you? Why don't you want to marry? I don't know. I don't like this. It's been attacked. But if God says two are better than one, two must be better than one. We must reclaim the blessing of God no matter what we see outside there. We must reclaim, if God says two is better, then two must be better. And you must desire to be double in Jesus' mighty name. And any time, any one of you desiring to marry, may God open all the doors. All the doors in the name of Jesus. So that you can see that come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. The last point is... Um, Spiritual husbands and wives. Yeah. Spiritual husbands and wives, they are there. They won't let you marry. They'll be slapping the man. <laughs> if you go near that woman again, you see. It's real. One day, I took a lady. I said, oh, let me go and see where your house is. I want to go and visit your site. <clears throat> so I drove the person to the site and went to see the place. In the night... The spiritual husband came to warn me. I said, no, my, my, my brother, I just, 
I just went to look at her land. I have no interest. Yes. So, it's so real. A lot of women, a lot of men. That one, on Thursday, we will pray for you. Hallelujah. So that, that thing will be broken. Because sometimes, the guy who is helping us with the fire and the uh, CCTV here, same thing. When he married the wife, the wife was a nurse. The, the spirit of God will come and push him from the bed. Yes. When he wakes up, he's on the floor. But he loved the girl. But the girl couldn't love her, him because he had a man in the spirit. So he hated this physical man. And the man loved him. The man would sleep on the bed. The, man, the demon would come and push him off the bed. And then he wakes up. He's on the floor. It can stop you from getting married. They will do anything. They will threaten the people in the dreams. You marry this woman. In fact, one, one of my sons, I mean, not my son, but like my, when he was going to marry, the Lord showed him his vision and said, somebody came to him and said, if you marry here, you, you see. You see, Pepe. When you see those things, don't joke with them. Come for deliverance. We'll pray. God will deliver you. Amen. The first day, the, the same night he got married, fight. Big fight. And it's been a struggle ever. Hallelujah. Okay, so I think first lady will have to say something and then we will let you go. Amen. Okay, so um, in terms of the accommodation, yes. So as a young man, um, you have to work. Yes. Because when God put Adam in the garden, he was working. I think we've talked about that several times in church. So you have to get a place to stay before you think of marrying because you, you should be able to take care of the woman. So in as much as we are talking about you not looking at money and all that, you should also put things in place that will make the woman comfortable. So getting accommodation doesn't mean you should go and rent a very big house. Okay, So your, your home should not be a very big house. It could be a small house, chamber and hall, or even if it is a kiosk. So far as there's love and you are happy together. Okay? <laughs> but, <laughs> Amen. Because God is going to bless you. You are going to be fruitful. You are going to multiply. Okay? So you don't have to get a big house and then you'll be struggling. Because I know about a couple who had a very big house when they got married. And then they'll be having parties and all that. But at the long run, I thought the house was their own house. But they rented it. And now they couldn't sustain the place. Like, you know, there was no money to pay for the rent and everything. And it's like they started very high. And then now they have to come down very low. So it's better to start low. And then you, you know, you go up. Amen. No. Because the Bible says, he that is low need fear no fall. Amen. So that's what I have to say about the accommodation. So, I think so we'll me, continue. I, I want to ask you, if somebody came for cancer and they are in a kiosk, would you would you uh... um, if it's a kiosk, so far as the woman is happy with it, probably if it's a kiosk, the man should have plans of moving out. So, the man should let the woman know that, oh, this is not where we are going to live together. I'm saving so we can get a better place because I believe that when you marry your life should get better yes so 
though your beginning may be small, your ending will what? Will be great. Okay, those are some of the things you should look up to. So if they come in there in the kiosk, we encourage them to work hard and try and get a land and then, you know, amen. Fantastic. That's wow. Right. Let's clap for our first. Please, do you want to add something, anything we haven't said? Maybe questions because of time tomorrow. Please prepare a question. Until when we come tomorrow, we can, we can take questions. Let be free. Amen. That's why we are sitting here. So this one is interaction, practical problem-solving issues. Danny, you are very quiet today, but the way I'm looking at you, do you have a bumbo? <laughs> Danny, I have to ask you questions. Questions when we leave. Amen. All right. So I think, is it okay? We, yeah. All right. So we'll be closing for tonight. Amen. Have you been blessed? Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah.